Ladies and gentlemen, you've guessed it. Just because the University of Kentucky approved Zvonimir Ivasic to come play basketball does not mean the NCAA agrees. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, we are going to be discussing the NCAA having not yet cleared Zvonimir Ivasic. You and I have talked about this just saying Hey, get ready for the things that the NCAA is about to throw at Big Z. Will we get to see him play for Kentucky anytime soon? Going to talk about that on today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. Also on today's episode, my official schedule predictions for the upcoming season. Going to go through every game, give you a win and loss, and then a final record on today's episode. Today's episode is sponsored by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everyone out there that we are free and available on all platforms. Let's go ahead and get into it. Zvonimir Ivasic hasn't been cleared to play by the NCAA. This is something that does not really shock me, but is continuing to be frustrating as we are literally on the eve of Kentucky's first exhibition game of the season. Zvonimir Ivasic, in case you have not followed this story, seven foot two Croatian big man that Kentucky brought in just a couple of months ago. The university had a really hard time, the admissions office that is, getting him approved to come actually go to school here. And uh, there were a lot of issues surrounding that, whether or not he was able of passing tests to actually be admitted to come into the country, uh, whether or not he was able to be given a student visa, a lot of different frustrating things surrounding that. But the the University of Kentucky admissions office was finally able to get all that cleaned up. And then there was the immediate question after he was he was approved to come on come to school okay he can practice cool but can he actually play and is he granted eligibility by the NCAA and that was a question that you and I tried to answer very quickly here on the show it's like well if he's not going to be approved now he's certainly going to be approved before the season and that was something that Cal said is that he's pretty confident that everything's going to go smoothly there Ladies and gentlemen, it is October 26th, 2023, and we have still not gotten eligibility approved by the NCAA, and in fact, Kentucky's athletic department came out and made a statement about Zvonimir Ivasic earlier today. They said, quote, as a department, we want to clarify, Zvonimir Ivasic has been cleared to practice and play in all inter-squad games. That said... He cannot compete against outside competition, including exhibition games, until he is approved by the NCAA. There was miscommunication in this regard, and as we always do, we plan to adhere to NCAA rules. Until he is fully cleared, Zvonimir will be withheld from games against outside competition. 
I believe that was in a press release that they emailed out to media earlier this morning. This is, again, like I said earlier, not shocking. If you've been following the saga, there have been so many different little aspects of this with uh, Big Z that I've just been like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, why, why can't we get this process be, uh, sped up here? Why can't we move things along faster than at the rate that they're already going? This is not necessarily a shock because of the fact that the NCAA, on top of these issues with the admissions department, the NCAA is a very slow entity. Uh, and I may be referring to their process. I almost also may be referring to the individuals that work there and as far as their intelligence goes. I am deeply confounded with how the NCAA operates as an organization. And I think a lot of you out there are as well. Just very, very confused as to how they operate, what they get done, what they do outside of just randomly coming in and trying to establish punishment upon players that should not be given punishment while also taking years and years and years to do investigations and then crack down on other things going on across college athletics. They are a very slow entity. And so whenever it comes to things like getting a player eligible, we've seen this in football recently, they don't really seem to care a whole lot about getting things done quickly. So they just kind of sit back and sit on their hands. There is no chance that it takes them as long, or it should take them as long as it does to get players cleared to play college athletics. You are probably going to see here, guaranteed for the first two exhibition games, you're probably going to see the NCAA sit on its hands for the first few games of Kentucky season. That may be not be the case. We could end up hearing tomorrow uh, that, oh, hey, he's actually been cleared. Shout out to the to the athletic department for getting this done and forcing the NCAA and dragging them kicking and screaming to actually coming to, to a quick conclusion for once in their organization's history. That could happen. But I'm going to lean on the side of history and say, well, we just saw the admissions office. Um, they were drug kicking and screaming to make this thing happen quickly. And now we're seeing the NCAA probably just going to sit around and not really do a whole lot. Just forget about, oh, one of the biggest basketball programs in the country. Oh, they've got a player they really want to clear. Mm. How about we focus on this Michigan thing a little bit more and then we'll take half a decade to figure out what the punishments are going to be for that. I am just so frustrated and confused with how they operate themselves as an organization. And I cannot wait for them to be eventually phased out of existence. And you can quote me on that on this podcast. I am very sick of the way that they handle things surrounding college athletics, and I'm sure you are too. The NCAA is a joke, and I don't care if they get this done in the next hour, and I am sitting here at the end of this recording going, well, I'll just have to eat my words about how quickly they got this resolved. I don't care. I'm still frustrated with the NCAA and I really do hope that they are able to kind of get their stuff together or get out of town one way or another here over the next few years because it feels like they're just a big waste of time whenever it comes to trying to get things like this done. So if you've got any thoughts on Zvonimir Ivasic, if you've got any thoughts on him not being cleared to play by the NCAA, you can leave all of that in the YouTube comments below. I think he's going to be back at some point this year. He's going to be here at some point for Kentucky early in the season, I would hope. Um, but there's also a reality where the NCAA just doesn't do jack for the entire season, and then you've lost out on a player. So 
Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Hopefully it goes smoothly. Again, if you have any thoughts, YouTube comments at Locked on UK on Twitter. I have an official schedule prediction for Kentucky basketball this upcoming season. We are going to do the non-conference slate, and then we are going to do the conference slate. I'll give you my final record. I'll tell you what I think about the individual games. Going to break it down here all in just a second. Before I do that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you can pick more or less than uh, uh, on two to six different player stat projections, and you can watch the winnings roll in. It's really simple and easy to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. They've also got really quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types. It's what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. They also offer weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. So each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player protections up to 25% to provide even more value. It's a lot of fun. It's super easy. I would highly encourage you to go check it out. You can go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that is prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. That is prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Today's episode is also brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, and you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. You can add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame on your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. There are really simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. Small businesses love LinkedIn jobs. They rate them number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. It's really simple. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to, but faster. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That is LinkedIn dot com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply all right continuing along here on the thursday edition of locked on kentucky lance Daw hanging out here with you really appreciate you making locked on kentucky your first listen every single day if you have not subscribed to the show already please go ahead and do so on youtube if you are listening on podcast i would really appreciate it if you subscribed on the podcast feed as well. All right, so we've got a schedule prediction here for you today from Locked On Kentucky. Myself, I'm going to go through every single game on Kentucky basketball schedule, and I am going to give you a prediction, a win or a loss, and then we'll tally it up at the end, and that will be my official, excuse me, record prediction for this upcoming season. Sometimes, whenever you get a little, you get a little excited with whenever you're talking, occasionally you will just. Randomly burp for absolutely no reason. All right, so you've got the non-conference slate here that I'm going to start with. This is excluding Gonzaga. We'll get to Gonzaga later in the in the show. But to start things off here, the non-con slate. You have 12 games before you go on the road to play Florida to open up SEC play. And it starts with New Mexico State. 
New Mexico State is an average team in college basketball this year, according to Ken Palm. I think Kentucky is going to win their season opener, and they are going to start 1-0. Texas A&M Commerce is up next. They are one of the worst teams in Division I. I'm going to give Kentucky the win. So you are 2-0, heading into your massive showdown with the Kansas Jayhawks. If Kentucky basketball was healthy and all of their players were eligible, I would predict Kentucky to win this game. Aaron Bradshaw, Uganda Onyenzo, and Zvonimir Ivasic are probably all going to be out for this one, and I say probably I would give it like a 90% chance that they're all going to be out for this game. First of all, that sucks considering the, the opportunity that this game is early on in the season against one of the best teams in the country. Second of all, you have to, th- you have to look at what Kentucky's left with. They're left with Trey Mitchell at center. They're left with Jordan Burks probably having to play minutes at power forward that you don't want him to play. You're looking at a Arrow also picking up the slack there as well. Not really excited about what that front court lo- rotation looks like early in the year as opposed to having three seven-footers available in your lineup, it's just very frustrating that the three tallest guys on your roster are just not going to be there, and you're just going to be a short team. You're going to be a short team. How do you protect the rim in this game? That's the big thing. How do you stop Hunter Dickinson? That is the big thing for me. I think Kansas ends up winning this game, and I would not be shocked if they took it to, if, if they took it to Kentucky. I, I would not be surprised if they just really hammered them on the offensive end of the floor. So... I think Kentucky loses this game. We're going to start 2-1 and one here on the non-con slate. Third game of the season against Stonehill. Stonehill is actually like near the bottom of the barrel, according to Ken Palm, like 340s plus in the rankings. I'm going to give Kentucky the win here. Rebound win against Stonehill. 3-1. and one. Then you've got St. Joe's, who is actually a top 110 team on Ken Palm right now. Uh, we'll be curious to see how that goes. Uh, not a terrible opponent. This is going to be one of those spots in the non-con slate where this game and then the game following it, I'm going to have my eyes open. Just pay attention to how this one goes. Uh, I'm going to give Kentucky the win here. So Kentucky is going to be 4-1. and one. Then you have the game against Marshall. Marshall, according to Ken Palm, is only ranked 162nd in their rankings. I think that Marshall may be a little bit better than advertised this upcoming season. I think they may score a little bit better than maybe Ken Palm predicts. So I am going to give Kentucky the win there, but I do want to pay attention to the tempo and the offense that the the, uh, Thundering Herd have there. So what are you now? You're 6-1 and right now heading into the UNC-Wilmington game. I'm going to give Kentucky the win there. 7-1. and You've got the game against Penn. At a neutral site, I'm going to give Kentucky the victory there, but keep an eye on Penn. That is 8-1, North Carolina in Atlanta. Oh, I think I... uh, Did I skip over Miami? I've skipped over Miami. I did that in my notes earlier, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm going to take Kentucky to beat Miami as well. That's going to be the first big win of the season. Miami's a good team, y'all. Kim Palm doesn't think so. The AP does. Miami is a good team. Uh, That's going to be a very tough out True test at home against the Hurricanes. That one's going to be close. I think Kentucky's going to be able to pull it out because of their guard play. You're going to score. I think you're going to score in that game. At least I hope you're going to score. Knock on wood. 
North Carolina, your second biggest game of the season against another ACC opponent. I think you get the win on the road in Atlanta. Maybe one of your three big men are ready to play at this point. Maybe they make a big impact against Armando Baycott and co. I'm going to take Kentucky to win this one. So what are you now? You are looking at 9-1, and one, if I'm not mistaken. You go on the road to Louisville. I think this game may be a little closer than some others anticipate. Going to give Kentucky the dub, though, on the road against the Cardinals. 10-1, and one, and then the Antonio Reeves Bowl to round things out. 11-1, and one, I think, the Kentucky Wildcats will be at the end of their non-con slate. Now, again, this is excluding the game against Gonzaga, which is right there in the middle of the SEC slate. I want to get to this conference slate, give you my final prediction, 11-1 and one here. Let's keep it pushing. Before I get to it, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. You can snap into action this season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options for things like the NFL, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So you need to visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off your NFL season. That is FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, wrapping up the Thursday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Really appreciate you guys tuning in with me. Hey, if you want to go ahead and give your thoughts on Kentucky basketball's upcoming season, if you want to give your record prediction for the Wildcats, please leave it in the YouTube comments below. If you'd like to explain your thoughts as to why you think Kentucky's going to get that record, feel free to do that as well, at LockedOnUK on Twitter, if you want to hit me up there and give me your opinion on what the Wildcats will do with this regular season. Okay, we are now on to the conference slate. Things do get a little dicey here. I know I predicted Kentucky to get out to a hot start. There are three big games against Kansas, North Carolina, and Miami. I predict them to go 2-1 and in that stretch. At this point in the season, you will more than likely have at least two of your seven-footers back, and everything, if nobody's injured, should be starting to ramp up. Obviously here, the conference slate is going to make things just a little bit more difficult. So you are 11-1, and one, feeling pretty good, heading on the road to open SEC play against the Florida Gators. I think Kentucky has the ability to win this game. I think they're going to win this game. It would not shock me in the slightest if Kentucky laid a dud on the road in Gainesville against one of the, I think, better teams in the SEC this season. They've got some hype. They've got some shooters. Todd Golden is a good coach. I think he's going to prove that this season. Florida's a good basketball team. This could end up being a loss for Kentucky. I'm going to take them to go on the road and gut this one out and get a victory to open SEC play. It's going to be a hard-fought game. On the road at Florida, you start 1-0 in conference play. You're 12-1 now. You're at home against Missouri. I think Dennis Gates and co. may take a little bit of a step back this season. All due respect to him and what they were able to accomplish just a season ago. I think they'll still have a pretty good offense. How that defense plays against Kentucky will be something to monitor. I think the Wildcats get this one at home. 2-0 to start SEC play. You are now 13-1. and And then here comes your first loss of the season. 
in conference play. At Texas A&M on the road, I think you lose. That's a very experienced team with a lot of players that have been there for what feels like over a decade. Players like Wade Taylor and Julius Marble, they're really good, very talented. I think they're going to be able to take advantage of Kentucky and their younger squad. On the road, this one's going to be rough. So you're 2-1 and one in SEC play. You are now 13-2 and two overall. And then you go back home. You play Mississippi State. You now have 14 wins, I think, 14-2. and two. At home against Georgia, I think you're going to pick up this win as well. Although I did say, I did say to keep an eye on the Georgia Bulldogs this upcoming season and to keep an eye on them in this spot. So you are, I think, right at halfway through your schedule or just a game over being halfway through your schedule if you're Kentucky. This one's probably going to end up being a game that you walk into after you've beaten Mississippi State and you sit there and say, oh, well, it's Georgia. It's whatever. They're not a very good team. They've got some different pieces, but Mike White's just kind of an average coach in the SEC. They're going to be all right. And then Georgia takes it to you and you end up struggling and you barely eke out a win. I think that that's probably how this one's going to go, but I predict Kentucky to win this one. So you are now 15-2. and two. You're 16-2 and two after you beat South Carolina on the road. You're not letting them get you twice in a row. Uh, that would be tough. You certainly wouldn't, would, would not want it to happen at home. Thankfully, you don't get that choice this year. So you are, what, you are 16-2. and two. Then you are 16-3 and three after you take a loss on the road to Arkansas. I feel like this is a fair spot to predict a loss here. Much more talented Hogs team. Hopefully, they're all healthy this season. If they are, this one's going to be rough in Bud Walton. So you are now 16-3, and 17-3 and three after you return home and play Florida. You get the dub there. 18-3. and three. This may end up being one of your bigger wins of the season at home against Tennessee. You are now 18-3 and three on the season. I think Kentucky's going to win that one. And then you go on the road to Vanderbilt. And this is going to be the shock, one of two shock losses that I have for the Kentucky Wildcats on their schedule. I'm going to say Kentucky loses at Vanderbilt. Nothing really to base it off of here other than the fact that Vanderbilt really had the the Wildcats number last year and also Kentucky's going to slip up on the road at some point this year. So I think 18-3 and three is where we're at. And then you come back home and play Gonzaga. Maybe you're down a little bit. Maybe you're a little worried. Kentucky shows up and they are able to eke one out against the Bulldogs at home. Now 19-3 and three overall on the season. You are playing at Ole, or at home against Ole Miss. I think you're going to win that game. So you are now 20-3. and three. You are on the road at Auburn. I think you get it done on the road at Auburn, although that is another team to really keep an eye on in the SEC race this season, especially if their offense is able to take back off the ground after being pretty poor and inefficient over the past few seasons. That's a game you have to monitor there as a potential loss, but I think Kentucky gets it done 21-3. and three. Then you take a look here. Actually, one, two, three. I'm sorry, 21 and four because you, you've got the loss at Vanderbilt. My, my, my bad. At LSU, you get the win. You are now 22 and four at home against Bama. This could be a tough game. You could certainly lose this game. I'm going to say Kentucky wins, and I'm going to say Kentucky is 23 and four on the road at Mississippi State. Tolu Smith should be back at this point for the Bulldogs. I think Kentucky's going to lose this game on the road. Another weird shocker. I think that that is your second big shock loss of the season. You are now 23-5. and five. You play at home against Arkansas. I think you get the dub 
24 and 5. Then you play on the at home against Vanderbilt. You are 25 and 5. And then you go on the road to Tennessee to end the season. And I think you end up losing that game to give the Kentucky Wildcats a record of 25 and 6, 13 and 5 in the SEC. I don't know if that will be good for first place in the league. I don't know if that'll be good for second. All I know is that the Kentucky Wildcats, I think, are going to have a pretty good year. It's going to be pretty similar, I think, to that 2022 uh, squad the first year with Shebway. I think they finished the year 25 and 6. I'm not going to say the postseason results are the same. I'm just saying the record are probably, they're going to be around there. I think Kentucky's going to look better overall as a team than that team did. But that is my record prediction. Go ahead and put it in the books. 25 and 6, 13 and 5 in the SEC. If you've got any predictions for your uh, Kentucky basketball schedule, if you want to write it down and send it to me in the YouTube comments below, I'd absolutely love to see what you have to say. I think that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at LanceDaw underscore. And you can follow the show over on Instagram. That is at Kentucky Podcast. Questions, comments, concerns. Leave them in the YouTube comments below. Hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow for a preview episode of Kentucky versus Georgetown College. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And God bless.